0: Thanks for joining us online today. Next Level Church exists to lead people to become fully engaged followers of Jesus. We'd love to hear about what God is doing in your life. In fact, you can email us at nextlevelchurch.com or connect with us on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. For location times and services, visit nextlevelchurch.com slash locations. Also, if you'd like to be a part of what God is doing through giving, go to nextlevelchurch.com slash give. We hope that you enjoy this message and have an amazing day. He is sorta shit
1: and cool, so he's strong. Let your kids rot your brain and play video games all day long, watch TV all day long, let them do whatever they want all day long. When your kids do something wrong, like put fire to the living room rug or something like that, Mm -hmm. that, make sure to go and buy them chocolate. That always perks them up, and it makes you happy because you did
2: something nice for them.
1: Let them eat dessert first! Woo! And now, it's our pleasure to introduce our mom and dad!
2: Well, what is up, Next Level Church? Oh, my goodness. Hey, we are the Keller family. This is the modern day Will and Drew Keller. Come on, everybody. Give it up. Yes! Oh, my goodness. Okay, boys. So you guys were, that was in 2010 for a series we did, and you guys were 10 and 7, and now you're all grown up, and you're, uh, Will, you're 17, Drew, you're 14. Wow!
0: You changed just a little.
2: Yeah, our voices have changed a little.
0: Actually, they've changed a lot.
2: (laughs) Definitely.
0: And you've gotten a lot taller, so I just keep having to get higher heels so that you can know that I'm the boss.
2: (laughs) Absolutely. it's
0: amazing to see you boys. (laughs) Well, this weekend, this is part
2: three of our Crazy Like Us uh, series that we're doing all about family. And so we thought it would be fun uh, to not just have Sarah and I on stage talking about it, but for us to bring up Will and Drew, our teenage boys, and uh, and just kind of show you that we're real people. Now, here's the thing, fellas. I know. Know uh, that that um, there's probably some people in our church uh, who think that mom and dad are are what's the word um, perfect parents. <laughs> Anything you'd like to say about about that?
1: All right. So you know, dad, you're you're a pretty great dad, right? Until it comes to bedtime. <laughs> and you see, it used to be bedtime for us, but now it's become bedtime for you. So. <laughs> That's true. He loses
3: all fruits of the spirit. <laughs> Patience, joy, wow. kindness. Peace. Wow. peace. Don't forget about peace. peace, <laughs> peace, peace, no peace. peace.
2: Anything you want to <laughs> say about mom. Yeah, no. mom needs yeah.
3: Yeah. 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 <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> yeah. Mom needs two things. And if she doesn't have these two things, it's not gonna go well. She needs Jesus. She needs to read her Bible in the morning. Yes. And she needs coffee. <laughs> 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 All right. And if these things are happening, which normally they happen together, you better keep a five-foot radius around her. It's, <laughs> it's not true. Good. It's, it's true. true. <laughs> <Not good.
0: laughs> All right. He speaks truth, everyone. He speaks truth. Uh, Coffee and Jesus—they go really well together for us. Um, but okay, so that is some not great parenting moments. But I know that there are some of your favorite parenting moments. So we brainstormed and decided to maybe tell one of your very favorite mom moments. Oh, definitely. So, oh, yeah. yeah. Go ahead and. Tell everybody All what right. are your favorite memories. So in
3: 2012, <laughs> uh, we got the chance to go to the MLB All-Star Game in Kansas City, and that was awesome. So <laughs> if, if you're like us and you're a hardcore baseball fan, you know that they, you know that they warm up before the game and that the ball that they warm up with, they normally throw out into the crowd to one of us. To one of us. (laughs) To one of us. (laughs) To to a Keller. (laughs) They're aiming for the Keller. There's thousands of people there, but it's for us. For sure. So (laughs) this is the All-Star Game. So everybody here is super fans of baseball, right? And so we see one of our favorite players, Fernando Rodney. He played for the Rays. He is warming up, right? So mom yells, what do you yell? I I was
0: like, Fernando! It I was, was pretty was much, awesome. yeah. That's, that's how you so do like it. Over and over and over again. Yeah, so then Fernando,
3: finally he gets done. And he goes, whoosh, right over his head, right towards mom. It lands one row in front of her. Oh. And we're like, oh. But she goes head first into that row. <laughs> she goes head she first was into that row. She was clawing grown men. They're like, hey. No, no, that's our ball. And so mom reaches down.
0: I was screaming. And I was like, it's my ball. It's my ball. Give it to me! Oh, and it's for me!
2: <laughs> and then all of a sudden. Yeah. Okay. She got the ball! <laughs> yes! <gasps> Yeah. Probably our proudest mom moment ever. Like for that real. Boy. Like we were for so. Sure. We've never all been prouder three of, these boys of were very mom. Proud. Well, here's what we want to do this weekend. We want to have some real conversation from our crazy family and just kind of talk about the craziness that is being the crazy Kellers. I guess you could say. But before we do that, real quick, I want to make you aware of a couple of resources that are available in all three of our resource uh, centers and all three of our locations. The first is a book called Don't Miss It. It's a red book like this, and I'm telling you, it is. It will literally take you 60 minutes to read this every parent at next level church needs to read this book and dads don't worry there's lots of pictures in here like for (laughs) real it's large print there's big pictures so but parents listen It is a small book with a huge concept, and you got to get this book. So go to your resource center. Make sure that you get Don't Miss It. And then the other one is called Parenting Beyond Your Capacity. And I think uh, we may have talked about this before last weekend, but listen, we have a limited number of both of these resources. So parents, make sure you beeline and get to your resource center this weekend. This book, here's the deal. Our culture is pushing our kids in one direction. And if we aren't intentional about helping nudge them and push them back in the other direction against the way of the culture... Then, then it's gonna be really, really hard to raise, raise godly kids who become godly adults. And this book shows you how to do it. It tells you how to do it. So make sure you get both of those resources because uh, there's limited quantity at all of our resource centers this weekend. So make sure you get those.
0: So we just wanna dive right in and talk about five things that make our family real. So if you've got your connection card or a phone with the NLC app on it, go ahead, take that out. We want you to participate and, and write notes and just take a line. And even if you're not a parent, if you're a student, if you're a grandparent, aunts, uncles, whatever. We want you to really engage in this content because we believe that God's going to speak to each and every one of our hearts, even just as we share just some of the things about being a real family. And the first idea is this. We talk... A lot. Yes,
2: sure.
0: <laughs> We talk together a lot. Now, you know, as individuals, but really as a family, mm-hmm. we really do just try and communicate a lot. It's important for us to really keep the lines of communication open as a family. And so we try as hard as we can to really create an environment where it is safe. So right. catch that. A, a, an environment where it's safe to be heard and where it's safe to actually see To be able to really say Mm -hmm. how we feel as as parents, how we feel as kids um, how they feel and and really just be able to speak whether it's good uh, whether it's bad or sometimes it's ugly to create an environment where we can actually communicate and the deal is for will and drew they are entirely different like they just have totally different personalities and so because of that we've had to work really hard as a family to figure out how we communicate so boys I would love for you just to share just how you think we've been able to cultivate communication as a family
3: yeah so I'm extremely introverted myself so I don't if I've had a rough day or even even sometimes a great day I just want to go to my room and hang out for a while not really do I don't really want to talk to anybody (laughs) so you know when my parents want to hear like how was your day and everything that's that's tough for me (laughs) but uh, so you know they've been good to (laughs) give me my space to where I can you know just have some alone time before I go to talk to them because It's really just them adapting to how, how I process my day. True.
1: Yeah, and for me, I'm the exact opposite. (laughs) I'm like such a huge extrovert. You know, you know when my emotions come out, they're all over the place. (laughs) I am all, you know, I just go way too big sometimes. So (laughs) I know you guys. I get that. I get that. I get way too big sometimes.
0: It's amazing, isn't it? (laughs) (laughs) Well, hey. (laughs) Don't
2: be fist bumping. What up, But, yeah, anyways, you guys really
1: do help. Just calm me down and, you know, help me express my emotions. Well,
2: it's so true. And, and so we've learned a lot about just this idea of communication. And something else in this communication uh, realm is just this idea of respect. Uh, respecting each other with the words we say, with, with, you know, with how we treat each other. Respect is a big deal in our home. Wouldn't you say, Drew?
1: Uh, definitely. Um, I know that you guys have said for years that, Home is where we practice, so that's why we work on treating each other the way we want to be treated and treating each other the way at home, because that's how we're going to act outside.
2: Right. And, and honestly, so much of that for us uh, as, as mom and dad has been to really, you know, try and, and get our kids to empathize with each other that more than focusing on, you know, right and wrong or who was right, who was wrong, all of that. It's it's uh, it's more about, you know, validating each other's feelings and really, you know, teaching that empathy thing inside of that respect for each other.
0: Yeah. And again, because they're totally different. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's been oh, I've I told them years ago, I think God put uh, y- each other in their lives so that they could learn how to actually relate to someone who is different from them. Uh, But that is hard work to figure that out. And so um, obviously you boys aren't perfect. And so there have been moments uh, where us as parents, we've had to actually discipline you. Uh, And so discipline is not fun. uh, But um, I want you to share with everyone maybe just how you feel like communication has actually played out well even when this discipline thing comes up.
3: Yeah, I think it's important uh, for parents really, and they've done a great job of this, but to to create an environment where you know that you're loved, and that everything that they do comes from a place of love. Wow. So this doesn't just mean you saying, you know, somebody does something dumb, and it's like, hey, I love you, but you're gonna need to stop. Mm. That's mm-hmm. not that's not what we're looking for. But just having that, uh, just that environment where you know that you're loved, and that you know that they're. Uh, Their actions really come from that place.
2: Wow. So good. So good, Will. Look at this verse, everybody. Hebrews chapter 12, uh, verse 11 says it this way. No discipline seems pleasant at the time, but painful. Isn't that true, boys? Can I get an amen? (laughs) Amen. (laughs) No discipline seems pleasant at the time, but painful. But look at this. Later on, however, it produces a harvest of two things. Notice this a harvest of righteousness and peace for those who have been trained by it so discipline is biblical inside of the context of love like we're talking about it so parents we know we've done discipline right when there's peace when we when we see that when when our when our kids are being trained up by it and there's righteousness this is that parenting the heart thing that Sarah and I've been talking about over the last couple of weeks that God wants us to not just parent behavior but truly parent the heart and we think communication is all about that yeah.
0: so the second thing uh, after communication the second thing is this we make God a priority priority. In our family, in this real family, uh, we try as much as possible to make God a priority. And for Matt and I, our prayer has just always been that God would not just be our God, but that he would make himself real to Will and Drew as their God. And so our goal has just been to continue to expose them to things of the Lord along the way, because we can't force that. Uh, God doesn't force himself on us, but we just as parents can make God a priority and then just pray like like crazy that he would become real to them and so boys i would just love for you to talk about how we've made god a priority in our home and what that's meant to you
3: yeah one way that we do it is every single morning before we go wherever we're gonna go most of the time at school but uh
2: <laughs> where all- else would you go <laughs> church. church oh right right my bad church. my bad that's on me that's on me <laughs> touche <laughs> well played but, uh, but we always pray before we go.
3: yeah, so we always you know circle up. doesn't have to be a big big deal or anything. It can just be 30 seconds that really mm-hmm. just unifies us and prepares us for our day.
1: As well as praying before bed, you know on most nights since you know they kind of go to bed before us now, so
2: <laughs> 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 it used to be the other way around. We used to put you guys to bed. now you kind of put us to put yeah. us to bed,
0: yeah. yeah. Drew
1: tucked me in once. but. <laughs> <laughs> and um, something, you know, that we usually pray for during like our night prayer is our compassion kids. Mm. And I think that that's uh, really big for prayer.
2: Yeah, well, I'm glad you brought up the, the compassion kids thing because for several years now, we've sponsored uh, Compassion Children through Compassion International. You hear us talk about it every couple of years or so. It's one of our partners and uh, ministries that we partner through Kingdom Builders. And Drew, so I'm glad you brought that up because uh, one of the biggest things for us is worldview that from the time the boys were, were very young, we've wanted them to have a worldview about God that was bigger than just us. And so I think it's so easy for us, even with small children, to just pray about you know, our boo-boos or our needs or our wants or our desires, whatever. And so we have been praying for our Compassion Kids for a long, long time because we've wanted our boys to know that, that our family is about something bigger. Than just our own needs or our own wants, and and God is is in that picture. As a matter of fact, in late 2014, we had the opportunity to take a, a mission trip to Guatemala, and we got to meet two of our Compassion kids that we sponsor and write letters to. That was an incredible experience. I'd love for you guys to talk about that.
1: Yeah, for me, definitely one of the biggest parts was getting to meet uh, Stephen and Sergio, uh, two of our Compassion kids. <laughs> And that was so big for us. Yeah. Um, yeah well. It was just so cool for me. It's just because you've been writing letters to them, and you've been learning about them, and then once you meet them, you just, oh my goodness! Like That's I actually real. get to meet you, and I've been like growing a relationship with you, and now that I get to meet you, it's just so cool.
3: Yeah. Everyone was so happy and so joyful, despite mm. having nothing, mm. really. Yeah. Wow. I mean, whether even the people who weren't uh, a part of compassion in, in the centers. You know, they still, they still found joy in other places other than what they had, you oh know, wow. and that's something that I think everyone can learn. Yeah,
0: yeah that was such a big deal, and um, it, you know, f- parents, if you ever have the opportunity to expand your child or your teenager's worldview by taking them on a mission trip, please do this. Mm-hmm. I know my parents did this for me; it changed me at 13, and it's been such a such a big deal. And I know for Will and Drew, there were just there were so many moments where they were like wow, we have so much. And you just, there's no other way for them to tangibly... Feel that, but that was just an amazing thing. Another thing, just along this idea of really putting God as a priority is church, Uh, really making church a priority. And that's not just because we're Mm -hmm. pastors, it's because we have a heart that Will and Drew would actually make God their God. And so, Next Level Church is all they've ever known, uh, which is fun. Uh, And, you know, Will was 18 months old when he started the church. And, of course, Drew was born on the church's one year anniversary. You heard me talk about that last year. But, you know, so this is all they've ever known is being in church and making church a priority and even serving in the church. As, as you guys were so little, I remember we were in the high school and uh, we were still doing setup and teardown, and you guys were the doorstop guys. <laughs> so we had like this big <laughs> bin <laughs> with doorstop all of key. these doorstops. Oh yeah. yeah. And uh, the whole goal was to go around and open up all of the doors and stuff the doorstops underneath them. And, and uh, they did it all wrong, and everybody had to go around and fix it. And it didn't <laughs> matter. That's right. Uh, because Because the whole goal was really just to expose them to serving and just being a part of this thing called the local church. And it's been so awesome to watch them grow up in church now and not only get to hear, uh, you know, just about God's word and in the environments that they're in, but then also really as they became teenagers, they've started to serve. And so many of you have even helped pull out the giftings and the passions that are in them. And it's just amazing because, you know, both of them have gifts and talents and just To to be able to watch them use those gifts and serving and collide on Wednesdays or uh, here at at Next Level Church, you know, in kids or in the production. And it's just awesome to see. So I I think, you know, church and just putting God first is such a priority. But talk about like what that's been like for you guys.
3: Yeah. So, like, (laughs) uh, for me, this place has really changed my life. And uh, it all just came from, you know, experiencing God. And, you know, however big or small a piece I can play in having someone else experience God, uh, it would just mean everything to be, to be able to do that. So a couple weeks ago, we had 24 kids raise their hand to accept God into their life at Collide. That's awesome. You know, and awesome. however big or small part that each of us played into that, you know, that somebody else experienced the mm-hmm. same thing that I experienced, mm-hmm. it just means everything.
1: Yeah, definitely. And for me, I would say something huge that's been for me is that people are always like, "Oh, I have to go to church." You know, I'm gonna, you know, I'm going to church this weekend. I blah, blah. And for me, I go. I don't. I don't go to church because I have to. I go to church because I want to. Mm. And I serve because I want to. And I think for me, serving is like super big because it helps you see the bigger picture and it helps you see people outside of yourself and just growing relationships with others as well as growing your relationship with God and their relationship with God.
0: Awesome. Uh, let, let's look at Matthew six thirty three because I think the scripture really sums up what we're talking about, and it says this: Seek first His kingdom and His righteousness, and all these things will be given to you as well. Therefore, do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own, and isn't this so true, parents? I mean, I think so. Oftentimes, we just we we can worry can't we we can worry about tomorrow we can worry about the next day we can worry about their grades and worry about college and their future and how they're going to turn out and what's going to happen and you know what this scripture just says hey don't even worry about that you know what sure tomorrow's going to have enough trouble for right, itself right, and you'll get to right. tomorrow when you get to tomorrow but as for today we don't need to worry and so instead though what does the scripture say seek, seek first, first. Wow. his kingdom wow. seek first first his kingdom and then everything else is going to be added to us and so for us as parents and in our home with our kids and as a family that is the goal and for us as a family that's what we've said from the very beginning when they're small to when they're mid-sized to when you're teenagers we are gonna put God first we're gonna seek him first and just watch everything else take care of itself
2: that's so good honey so good Wow, <laughs> come on. So we're talking about five things that we do as a family that we hopefully can encourage you and, and we think has, has uh, helped us be a little less crazy. Here's the third one. Let me kind of make a hard turn here. Number three, uh, we don't shy away from talking about money. We don't shy away from talking about money. Matthew chapter 6, verses 19 to 21. Look at this verse. It says, don't store up treasures here on earth where they can erode away or may be stolen. Store them in heaven where they will never lose their value and are safe from thieves. And then look at verse 21. If your prophets are in heaven, your heart will be there too. And we have tried to instill that into our boys for, for since they were, were very, very small. And, and there's been several ways to do that. First of all, one of the ways for us has been this idea of give a tithe, save a tithe. And so from the time the boys were very young, uh, we wanted them to know that the first 10%, The first one out of 10, the tithe, belongs to God. And then secondly, then the the next 10%, we save, and then after that, we, you know, the phrase is we live on the rest. But for them, you know, if they got ten dollars for a birthday, you know, present, the first dollar we'd help them give that to God. The second dollar we're gonna save that, and then we're gonna live on the other eight. In other words, you can do whatever you want with the other eight dollars from that ten. And and so that idea of give a tithe, save a tithe has been really, really big. And of course, now that they're older, Will has a job. Uh, it's fun to see them continuing to to live by putting God first with the tithe, and then then saving. And they both have. You know, savings accounts now. And so watching that principle as they've grown has been really, really big. Yeah.
0: So we just don't shy away from money. Another thing is that with money, we don't always give what you want uh, <laughs> so and instead we actually have tried to help the boys understand the value of money right so really understand what a dollar means and how you actually have value in that dollar and so both Will and Drew have had to learn this let's say the fun way over the yes. years <laughs> so uh, Will you were what seven when you first learned this so <laughs> tell that story so <laughs> when I was
3: seven years old I, uh, I wanted a PS2
0: yeah, nice. PlayStation right. 2. Right. <laughs> so this
3: was $130, which is infinite money to a kid. <laughs> and so, you know, I'm begging mom and dad because they're how to get money, right? <laughs> so so I'm like asking, can I get a PS2 or something like that? <laughs> and so, and they're like, no, you're going to need to earn it. And I was like, how do I get money? So my dad decides, all right, we'll, we'll make a business here. So we, uh, I went to Costco with my dad and we did math, and figured out what <laughs> drinks are the most profitable to sell in the office. Okay, so then we get back to the office, and I start stocking these drinks in here, and he says... In our little <laughs> mini fridge. In the mini At fridge, the yes, yes, yeah, 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 and, and he says, you know, you got to pay me rent, right? <laughs> oh, yeah, <laughs> you got to make him pay the rent, and you then gotta. on top of that, I also had to pay for a loan with interest on it
2: for the, the borrower class. is slave to the lender they gotta learn seven years old you gotta learn money ain't free son there's interest on that money
3: but over the course of five months yeah. i uh i saved up all my money you know kept restocking the fridge you well know? you restocked
2: it for a while and then you paid somebody a dollar yes. to restock it for yeah. him look he I, found
0: one of the members and I said, can I pay things. you a dollar to restock for me? It yeah. was amazing. He's got
2: downlines,
3: man. It's like <laughs> <laughs> MLM. But five months later, I got my PS2. <laughs> I still have it.
0: Yeah. <laughs> you so did it, it. it? Do you remember, still do you remember it. what game? What was like your very first game you bought with it?
2: Cars. Cars. life is a highway
0: oh oh you were so cute (laughs) now you're all big sorry okay so drew you had one of these moments too. tell everyone i think you were what nine when you learned this lesson yeah yeah so
1: i like to bake and i was like i want an ipad and i was like $430. $430. Whoa, <laughs> whoa, whoa. So I was like, oh, wait, I can just ask my parents. I, I got this. All right. Hey, mom <laughs> and dad, will you get me an iPad? No. <laughs> wait, how how do I get money? <laughs> well, you, you got to do something to get. All right. All right. I like to bake. I'm going to make some cake pops. Oh,
2: okay? yeah. All right, you start a business.
1: Start a business. So Tasty I started to Hey, they were good. So I started going around, you know, making cake pops, selling them to people just at the church, uh, you know, just everywhere. Well, and you had
2: grandma was your employee. I
1: did. I had to pay grandma. So you, you were paying grandma. <laughs> I did. And they both along,
2: had teams. <laughs> I love it.
1: And along this way, I was tithing all of the money that I was getting, yeah, in, wow. And I was making sure that I was staying on that because I knew that was a big part of it and that God would just deliver yeah. through that. And Come so on. I ended up raising enough money, and I, I – Got four hundred thirty dollars, and it took a while, but we got it, and I got my iPad. <laughs> yes, you did.
2: Wow, it's awesome. You
0: still have it till this day, I don't do. you? Yeah.
1: Well, I love
2: that Drew that you bring up the tithe. Another component of this is the tithe saving, and then you know the the value of money, teaching the boys the value of money. Uh, another component of this is really generosity. I mean, we as a family have tried to live, you know, generously through the year. We, Mom and I, you know, we model that for you. We include you in on our generosity uh, giving, our kingdom builders giving. You're included in that process. But what's been fun for us to watch is that both of you are generous in and of yourselves as well. Uh, Drew, talk, speak to that.
1: Yeah, um, even just in the cake pop story, you know, I was, I was tithing, you know, my 10%. And then sometimes I would just feel this tug on my heart. And yeah. it was God saying, you know, like, give more, give more, and I will keep blessing you. And I just kept doing it and doing it. And I just kept, uh, just kept like, giving more and just being generous. And it, it got me to where I am.
0: Which is awesome. So I hope what you hear us say is, again, we're just, we're not going to shy away from money. Mm-hmm. And uh, the point is that we just keep talking about it as a family. There have been moments where even Will, I know you've kind of come up next to me while I'm like paying bills or, you know, have our Excel spreadsheet out or have like the bank accounts open. And he's just asking me questions like, why are you doing that? Or how does that work? And and I don't shy away from it. We don't mm-hmm. like cover it up. Oh, don't look at the numbers. No, here, let's just be invited into the process. And so we really feel like that's essential like we've been talking about, that we're not raising kids, we're actually raising kids who are going to become adults. And so this has just been a really big deal for us as a yeah. family to talk yeah. about it.
2: Number four, number four, we collect experiences and we revisit them. So this is kind of a two-part one and we'll, we'll break down each part. We collect experiences and we We revisit them. Talk about that, babe.
0: Well, we live busy lives, and so many of you actually say that to us. Man, you guys are so busy. You're so
3: busy. You're
2: so (laughs) busy. All the time.
0: Um, And we are, and the boys are too now, you know, school and job and sports and, you know, everything. And so for us, this is why experiences are so important.
2: Yeah, yeah, it's a big deal. And and when we talk about experiences, my mind, our mind runs a couple directions. There are big experiences, and then there are little experiences. So when we say big experiences, we're talking about things like vacation that there's those are a big priority because you know I travel a lot Sarah travels with me you know sometimes you guys are busy with your activities and so so those moments in time vacation for us are those moments of time where we can be all there and so mom and I have worked really really hard to make sure that when we're there we are all there yeah some of
3: the things that they do are uh, my parents don't even bring their computers anymore on vacations it's just not a thing they don't check their email. They don't really take any work texts. No phone calls that are anything about work. When they are on vacation, we are on vacation and the most important thing that's happening during that time is the quality quality time that we're having together as a family. Yeah. And when, you know, you're able to put those other things aside, it uh it really just allows for the kids to understand how important you view them and how important that time is with them.
1: Right, definitely. And with those moments with the not using your phone or being on social media or working or doing anything like that. It creates those moments, the experiences, the opportunities for the experiences that we can all have hmm. because it doesn't we're not all just separated and just doing our own thing that we're all hanging out. We all have those experiences that we can all think back on.
2: Yeah, wow.
0: Yeah, and it's, it's not just the big stuff, because I know sometimes it's like, okay, well, there's the vacations. But because we live busy lives, for us, it's the little experiences, too. So it's just really being able to figure out when those quality moments during the week can be. If it's not about quantity, then it's about the quality time that we have together. And so for us, like, saying, hey we're all going to be around dinner table at this certain time and we're going to know that those 45 minutes together are going to be quality and sometimes it's like oh do we have to yes (laughs) we have to and then we love it because we do we take advantage of those things and so like one of the things that's been a rule for us since the boys were really little were no phones at the table no phones at the table or we don't answer the phone if it rings and we're at dinner and I remember uh, Will being really little and the phone ringing when we had a landline, remember Remember land, landlines? landlines where it actually wow. would ring? Drew,
2: you would not even <laughs> yeah. know. Don't worry uh, about and it. It's I remember Will
0: was like three and he was like, phone, phone, like somebody get the phone. And We were at dinner and just looking at him and saying, you're the most important thing right now. Yeah. We're not going to yeah. get the phone. And so that's just been a rule for us. And that just allows us, even in those little experience times, just those moments where we can actually find quality to make sure that we're making those little experiences Quality filled. I mean, you guys have kind of watched us do that, and you've noticed that it's like normal for us. And then you notice that it when it's not normal it's not for normal. other people, yeah, talk yeah. about that moment. So we
3: were actually uh, we were actually really really excited for this dinner uh, a couple years back with a pastor that we admired, and um, and we were so excited to be there with him. It was a big deal. And so you know, we all sit around the table. It was just. Uh, Probably about eight people so pretty small circle and uh, we were super super excited for this and so we get about two minutes into the conversation and he's on his phone right doing one of those you know so in that moment everyone else was not as important as that one email that he was checking and we were super super excited for him to be here you know he had flown down this was, this was a big deal that he was here. And the fact that whatever was going on in his phone was more important than the company that he was with, it, it shaped me in that moment. Yeah,
1: Yeah, and I remember just kind of looking across the table going, like, is he going to get off his phone or is he just, just going to check his email the whole time? And I was thinking, is, it, is being on your phone really that much more important than all of the time that we're here for? Because I know some some parents and some of you guys, you guys understand, you're like, oh, the kids, they won't notice if we're not actually paying attention to them. But here's the thing is we, we really do notice. And we realized when this one pastor, he was not even caring. And we understand that you're busy, but we see that things just, you're not paying attention. And that really stinks.
0: Well, so we'll just let that one sit.
2: <laughs> Mic drop, Drew. Oh,
0: oh, my, that up, baby. And listen, listen, I get this. The boys have had to call me out on it, too, because <laughs> we've said it's really important, so then when I'm not engaged, they're like, Mom, you're not listening to me right now. I'm like, uh-huh, yeah, uh-huh, yeah. Uh-huh,
3: uh-huh. And Will's yeah, like, yeah, I know wait. your
0: voice. He's like, I know that, uh-huh. He's like, you're uh-huh. faking right now. I'm like, you're right. <laughs> Thank you for calling me out. I will put my phone down and so we really try and mm-hmm. hold each other accountable but here's the deal big experiences little experiences and yes we want those experiences but not only do we work on being present and actually creating experience but we work hard at remembering them right. as well right. and we see this in Joshua 4 when the Israelites actually cross over the Jordan into dry land and it's this amazing moment and Joshua has them actually set up 12 stones so that the parents the children and the children's children would always remember this incredible moment and so for us as a family we've just decided we want to do that too we not only want to have these moments but we actually want to remember the moments right. to keep them all fresh as we're having and we them. do
2: that i remember last vacation we took every night it was seven days and every night at dinner we would pick a year and sarah and i would kind of get the conversation started we go man what can we what do you remember about 2012 what do you remember about 2013 and all of a sudden by the time they got going the boys were remembering more things about where they were what grade they were in school, who their friends were, where we went on vacation. They were remembering as much or more than we were. So here's why, because Sarah and I recognize that at some point our boys are gonna grow up and they're gonna leave home. And when they do and become adults, that when they do, the thing they're gonna take with them is not things. It's memories. And so we think if we can rehearse those memories and keep rehearsing and recalling and reminiscing about those memories, that they'll be even, even more potent when they leave home. They'll have those memories to take with them forever.
0: So the final thing that we just want to draw your attention to in this real conversation with the family is number five, we have grace for each other. As a family, we have just decided to have grace for each other because relationships are so important. And so as a family, our goal has just been that we're going to have these relationships for the rest of our life. But we don't always get it right, do we guys? Uh, we're human, I'm human, Matt's human, Will, Drew, we all are. And interacting together on a daily basis is hard. And so we have just chosen as a family to have grace. Let's take a look at James 4:6. It says, but he gives us more grace. That is why scripture says God opposes the proud but shows favor to the humble. And there are so many times as a family that we just look at each other and say, can you just give me some grace right now? Or, yeah. "Or hey, why don't you give yourself some grace? Because we're not perfect. So it just requires each one of us to stay humble, uh, to forgive, to not struggle, to be right, um, and to really just keep the focus on our relationships.
3: Yeah, even while we were preparing for, the, for this message today and really uh, just trying to think of what we're going to talk about, we were trying to think of some bad parenting moments or (laughs) just expose them in some sort of way, (laughs) right? (laughs) But uh, so one of the, we were just trying to think of bad moments, but we began to realize as we were trying to think of them that we couldn't, we couldn't think of many, but that wasn't because they didn't happen because they remember them better than we do at this point, right? But when they did happen, we worked through them, you know, we forgave the other person, we didn't let it stay in our heart, and then the next morning when we woke up, we had it all behind us, so though you can maybe remember these moments, you know, by giving each other grace, it allowed for for relationships to just go on, and there'd be no uh, any grudges later.
2: It's Well, it's so good, Will, and I, th- I think it, that's what happened. Like, we, we literally sat down this week, and we said, all right, let's figure out, let's talk about some bad parenting moments, and, and we couldn't. It's not that we didn't have them. It's that we no longer have them. And there's a big difference, isn't there? Look at this verse. Colossians chapter 3, verse 13. It says, bear with each other and forgive one another. If any of you has a grievance against someone, and that includes family, parents to kids, kids to parents, forgive. And then here's the, here's the prescription. Forgive as the Lord forgave you. So it's not that offenses haven't come it's that we've worked through them so that in real time so that they no longer exist.
0: And for us, we just sat there as a family and just kind of had one of those, like, God moments where we were like, wow. Um, I'm trying to say to the boys, do you remember this time? Do you remember that time? And they just couldn't. And we recognized in that moment, that's exactly what God does for us he forgives us the bible says he washes us white as snow and he remembers it no more and that is the goal from god to us and it's the goal for us to each other. And yeah. ultimately, it's just the goal for us as in relationships as family. Just keep forgiving. Just keep working through it. Just keep extending grace. Just keep refusing to keep this stuff in our heart. And in the end, we can just continue to have these relationships grow for our future.
2: So this is real conversation from a real family, a crazy family just like yours. And these lessons haven't always been easy for us to learn, but we've worked through them. We've, we've dug into it. We've leaned in instead of leaning out or away from it. And it's made all the difference. So here's what we want to do. We want to pray. Our family, we want to pray for you and your family. We recognize that there are several thousand families that are represented at Next Level Church now. and We want to pray for you. Maybe Maybe, hopefully today this weekend has given you some hope. Hopefully this weekend has has inspired you. Maybe there's a nugget. See, we think small tweaks can make a big difference. So will you let us pray for you? Come on, every service, wherever you're at, would you bow your head with us? Heavenly Father, thank you for the hundreds and hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of families that represent Next Level Church. Lord, thank you for your grace and your mercy. Lord, thank you for your forgiveness of us, Lord, that we have received so that we can give it to others as well. Lord, I pray for anyone, a parent or a child, a grandparent or an aunt or an uncle who feels hopeless about their family situation. Lord, I pray that hope would be restored today in Jesus' name. Lord, I pray that today would be a day, Lord, where we could make some big changes for some of us who need to do that. For others of us, it's a small tweak. But, Lord, we know that small tweaks, when done consistently over an extended period of time, can make a big difference. Not just for this generation, but for generations to come. And, Lord, we look forward to to hearing the reports 5, 10, 20, 30, 50 years from now of our kids and our grandkids and our great-grandkids who are different because of a decision we made this week to not just embrace crazy, but to embrace real and embrace the way you, Lord, want us to do family and life together. Family's your idea, and we're thankful for it. God bless each family, we pray in Jesus' name, and everyone at every location who agreed said, amen.